Ramble. Hey there, Miles Nation. We know everyone out there loves Miles Bonsignore. Uh, it's me, Eugene, and I am back, bitch. That's right. It's Eugene. Hello, everyone. Today, we Zach is going to give us a little one-minute review of his favorite movie, Hobbs and Shaw. Boom. And then, you know, I think we'll just uh, bask in the glory that is Miles and Miles nation's great influence on the try guys wow i don't know did you guys talk about how many people on tour came and miles nation t-shirts you telling me that you haven't listened to the two episodes that you uh missed oh how long did you (laughs) You guys talk about when when you're not away from us you don't go into a room and listen to the podcast that you can catch up with your buddies i'm not really a podcast guy (laughs) (laughs) well you are a podcast guy i am a podcast guy as in a guy in a podcast yeah i don't really listen to podcasts very much i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm like the filmmaker that doesn't watch the movie well, in the end. In fairness, you also don't listen to anything in your car except ever. NPR. Yeah, yeah. It was sometimes not well, even that's that. Basically, a podcast. I know, it is but a podcast. it's because my you're, you're an NPR. Haven't guy. we been over this in my car makeover video? It's so old. I don't have any of the newfangled connect connections that can stream from your phone. I told you, I got a guy. Oh, you got a guy. I got a guy. Oh, you Ned's, got a guy. Ned's always got a guy. Yeah, I have a car that basically still has yeah. a CD player. You know, I, I, I can't do anything besides play the radio. Tell you Not what, even a cassette. 150 bucks, I'll get you hooked up with Bluetooth nonstop. Oh, damn. Oh, oh yeah. What, the, how's that work? Well, you take the car radio that comes with it out, and then you put in a like new aftermarket radio. Uh, but nice. obviously, that's you know made this or last year, so it's mm. got Bluetooth, it's got a CD player. I need one of those because mine is like asking for a code that I do not have. I'll tell you what, Miles, I got a guy. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> what does that mean? What <laughs> a guy? Yeah. If What's you get awesome? me that guy, then yeah. I can start listening to podcasts. Yeah. Like, like this, this one. This American Life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly. already, that's the one that you already have access to on oh. NPR. <laughs> oh, like how it was made. <laughs> that's also That NPR. one's really good. That's oh. NPR. Then I can finally listen to all the NPR podcasts I can't listen to. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've been in the car with you sometimes, and it's just silence, like no music, no yeah. nothing. We we carpool occasionally, and it's crazy to me. The idea of being in a metal box for 45 minutes with no noise, really? th- no, mm. it blows my mind. No, I'm, I'm with you, Gene. I'm into it. It's, it's kind of peaceful to me. Sometimes music is too much. Sometimes like podcasts, it's, it's too much. I, my, my brain can't handle it. It's why well, I need some nice relaxing silence what do you or think about? comedy entertainment like <laughs> speaking of comedy entertainment <laughs> you guys have been tuning into the itunes store to give us five-star reviews on our comedy entertainment you tune into that store <laughs> hard bro <laughs> tuning into the itunes store and we have a couple secrets that you guys left in your reviews miles is it read. true we're almost at ten thousand secrets that's true we're almost what? at ten thousand that's crazy we've Keep them coming in baby which means that if you've left a secret, you might just maybe just leave it again. Just get it at the top, you know, just come because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going back to secret number 9000. Yeah, we'll start that inbox, baby. It's, it's too far down there. So if you want those juicy secrets percolating, just just copy and paste, my dudes. Let's, yeah. let's make it happen. That's or if true. you see Zach Cornfield on the street, just walk straight up to him. <laughs> and scream secrets and in scream secrets in his face. <laughs> I feel like just hearing a secret, it just gives you the best feeling. It makes you feel all warm. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Miles. Miles, where do you feel <laughs> warm? A weird energy. You're feel emanating. warm in my legs. 
imagine uh-huh. Uh-huh. imagine that though as our new fan interactions where instead of like if you ever recognize me in person don't say like hey uh watch your videos hey are you zach from the try guys just come up to me and and just say hey one time in third grade I accidentally killed a tadpole and then walk away. (laughs) I would fucking love that. Very easy to do. Tadpoles are small. Uh, Eugene, can I get a fake name for this person's secret that they wrote into the iTunes store? Jake Jigglyballs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jake Paul and Jigglypuff married together at last. The balls comes from Jake Paul. (laughs) Jake Ball. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. How dare you? Sorry. Let me talk about the superior Jake. Miles is always (laughs) thinking about JP. Always got him on the mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't like him. He's bad. Secret, secret. We do have his photo on our wall, though. Well, it's uh, for a video. (laughs) Isn't that for your video, Zach? Yeah. Mm. Just as a snake. There's red string surrounding him in this picture, amongst other things. Classic conspiracy board. And it says... Why? How? Why, Jake Paul? Alias? Okay, go. Um, okay, so this is called Secret Why did Secret. did not invite us <laughs> to your wedding? I know. Secret Secret, I get a secret. My friend had a mysterious cousin only known in stories who had a thriving business in the devil's grass. Huh? What? Wait, what? I think it's supposed to be marijuana. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Oh. On nice. my friend's 18th birthday while we were playing Grand Theft Auto, we hear a knock <laughs> on the door was and this... it's the cousin. <gasps> you think they were playing Vice City or was this It's probably San Andreas? It's probably 5. GTA 5? Cool. Definitely yeah. paints a picture regardless. Yeah. You know GTA, right, Eugene? No, I don't. No, you know it, though. Grand Theft Auto. I, I don't play video games. Is a, like, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't play video I games. You Did you play never it. play Look, Grand Theft Auto? I, Apparently, I just sit silently with my own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Grand Theft Auto either. Except what? For, well, I mean, I played it a couple times, but I've never like owned it. You know, oh, I've never like gotten in there. Yeah, Wait, that's crazy. when you steal cars no. in a yes, video game. Oh, a little, I've done that in real it's, life, it's, though. It's, it's a bit much. I'd rather video game. You're real life Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I used to... No, we're not going to talk about it. Well, we definitely are. Uh, (laughs) He hands my friend a briefcase and simply says, happy birthday, have fun, and slithers away. He's a little snake. <laughs> He's a, I'm picturing um, uh, Steve Buscemi in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we open it to find it full of the dank stuff. <laughs> in a panic, the best decision we would come up to dispose of this briefcase <laughs> was to bury it. Oh, I thought they were going to say smoke all of it. <laughs> smoke and all the weed. We have to smoke this all right now. <laughs> behind his garage and hiding behind the small trolling boat they never used. We dug a hole and buried that thing as fast as we could, and we never spoke of it again. My oh. friend moved, so to this day, I don't know if the new residents have a briefcase full of the green goddess <laughs> in their backyard or not. Love the pod. Wow. Ooh, I love wow. this. I love this person's writing style. Jake, yeah. Jake yeah. Jigglyballs has, has like almost a Twain-esque uh, yeah. like folksiness to the way he speaks of the green goddess. There are three wonderful and very original uh, Mary Jane nicknames in that. Yeah, uh, I'm stealing Devil's Grass. I love it. It's yeah. really good. The Devil's Grass. A trawling boat? Is this? This is coastal. This is coastal. Yeah, this or, must be well, coastal. Or like near a swamp. South. Near a swamp. Yeah. yeah. Like this makes me think like New Orleans or the Gulf. Yeah. What is that boat called? I Tra- a trawling boat, I believe, is used. To, it's just like a small little dinghy, but it has a motor. Thick. Really? Trawling boat. I'm going to look it up. It's more like a fishing boat that goes slowly and drags nets. Well, that's a literary secret, I would say. Oh, it's a me- method of fishing where they have, like, they draw a net through the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah, but that's exactly what I, I don't said. Know, <laughs> I don't know if there's advice to be given. I think this is a great opener to a adventure novel. You know, yeah, about absolutely. going back to find the the treasure. I'd yeah. say that there's advice to be given when a mysterious man gives you a briefcase. You don't turn it down. No. You got a party. Actually, I don't know how old these people are. I might be. Uh, I'm assuming they were children when this <laughs> yeah. happened. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dogs smell pot if in the ground. If they're trained. They're trained, yeah. How deep, though? That's a great question. We should do that. We should set it up. Yeah. <laughs> One foot, out. can you smell it? Six feet, can you smell it? You know, that's a fascinating wow. video. Does weed appreciate and value? When it's buried for long periods of time, like no. Spanish bullion. Have you ever wondered? The- <laughs> Spanish bullion? Yeah, gold bullion oh. from Spain. Bullion's a type of, <laughs> type of stew, right? Damn it. <laughs> dog training is really fascinating. Yeah. I was at an airport check through check-in recently, and people weren't even going through metal detector. They were going through a dog. Yeah, we were there. What, the what dog, airport were we at? They we were would there. pass, and the dog would pass through each the person as they so walked. Long. And <laughs> it was, like, so the dog was more effective to sniff out something like, um, I don't know, an explosive or some sort of residue than uh, uh, a technology. Wow. So but it was very slow. It was very interesting. <laughs> it was the longest fucking Like they would walk line. in a yeah. single file line and the dog would just, almost like a, a, a agility course, weave just Back forth. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. It was yeah. like they said, Whoa. okay, stop here. And there was two people that you stood next to each other. And then they said, okay, walk slowly this way and then the dog went dut, 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 dut. the lines were so long it got me to sign up for clear which is yeah big boy tsa i pre-check. know I want, well, a completely unnecessary product and i feel a little uncomfortable about the amount of biometric data <laughs> i gave them what what is what did you give them everything <laughs> like was it like retinal scan yeah. really yeah oh that's dope all of my fingerprints retinal scans it was too much. Uh, mm. It's going to go in some database somewhere and I can never commit a crime. Just to Not avoid, that I'd want to. Just to avoid the, the cute bomb sniffing doggy. Yeah, I walked right past Zach and I was like, <laughs> later, <"See> nerd. <laughs> and I had my eyes closed the entire time. I'm no, saying no one's getting these puppies. I did actually have to do the dog, but I got to go right up to the front of the dog line. Oh. <laughs> Ned wanted the dog. He's yeah, like, how do yeah. I get to that dog sooner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dogs they wouldn't let me not do the dog. Despite uh, taking my eyes. Um, uh, I will say that's an amazing adventure. Uh, and I, I want you to go back. You know, that briefcase is is the pounding heart underneath your floorboards. I feel like you gotta... It, it, there's something unfulfilled in your past. That's why you're writing mm-hmm. us this secret. So mm-hmm. from the Try Guys, our official advice is break into your old house, uh, dig up the lawn until you find that briefcase and uh, go on a river raft and uh, start your adventure today. Yeah. It's never too late to start your adventure. That's true. They tried to bury Jumanji, but pff, Jumanji 2 came out. Comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out. Mm-hmm. I finally watched Jumanji. Uh, two? The, no, the like well, the, the, the rock one. I hadn't seen it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's oh, great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's I'm so great. all the way on board with that movie. Yeah. Wait, are you wincing? It was okay. It was oh. better than we thought it would be. That's what, That's it, was. what it was. I was yeah. just like, yeah. wow, this you is great. You expected it to be pretty bad. Did I talk about this last week? I feel yeah, like I did. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, because did I say that Nick Jonas was fucking charming as hell? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Well, because he was. <laughs> I have a I mean, thing. I'm just, it's hard for me to separate films I, I deeply associate with Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Because although I think that when people say Will Smith did a commendable, if not great job as the genie, <laughs> 
it's it's just you know mm-hmm. it's hard to see this this uh, era of remakes that are essentially trying to rehash things and find desperate ways to to cash grab on nostalgia. It just makes me really upset. Yeah, it's I don't like the core concept of it. Don't even get me started on the Lion King remake. Yeah, well, I'd love to. Oh, I know. Well, wait. <laughs> I accidentally walked into it last night. I I went. We'll do my movie review later. But I was. Uh, you know, having a fun time at the movies. I was going to see a dumb action movie, so I was not. I was a little altered, and I wa- I got off the phone and wandered into the wrong theater in the middle of a scene of them talking, and I was like, "Is this like just an extended trailer for for the Lion King?" And it was. It took me two minutes to realize that I was in the like I couldn't find my seat. Wait, were you on the Devil's Grass? I was on. I was on the Green Goddess. Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it sounds like you were. I was. <laughs> and I, it, it was, uh, it was very confusing to watch a line with Beyonce's voice. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't say that it. was. I wouldn't say that was the the root of all the evils. But that was that was part of. I I don't know. I think that when you come from an era that um, was, you know essentially glorifying artistry with this yeah. this to this this um renaissance of animation at disney and then to see essentially them you know sort of strip all of that away just to replicate it through mm-hmm. something like computers or live actors with big names it just it just makes me sad it just makes me feel like it, it's a big I mean, Disney has made more money this year than they ever had in the history of any production company. They've like mm-hmm. tripled the next closest it's, studio. It's nuts. I wow. kind of find, I, I find it a little too monolithic. I find it a little oppressive. I find it strange. And I mm. feel like it, it's strangling. It's It looks more like numbers to me than art. And it starts, it, it kind of depresses me. Yeah, honestly. that's interesting. I feel like I kind of, it is still animated, right? Like it's not it's, yeah, different. The, they, the only shot that's, um, filmed is the in, the first shot of the film I have a question of the sunrise. A question oh, for you because yeah. you saw the whole movie and yeah. didn't really care for it. Do their faces ever emote? <laughs> like they look it's like hard lions. To make, well, because they're so photorealistic, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to showcase emotion through yeah. what looks like a real wild animal. Mm-hmm. The closest you could get is someone with a great character voice, which is why the comedians who played side characters like Timon and Pumbaa were more successful because they were able to riff. Um, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen did a fantastic <laughs> job, mm-hmm. but then when you have you know. Donald Glover and Beyonce, who are amazing performers and actors, but you siphon essentially their actual voice through a emotionless lion, you then crave a, a character voice actor because you're not getting anything but Beyonce saying, lionesses, assemble. And it doesn't give me anything but Beyonce saying a line through a lion's face. And it, it's, right. yeah, it's, it saddens me. Do you think that was could- the CGI? Oh, it's gorgeous. Mm. It's like watching a um, a nature documentary. Mm. So clearly a technological triumph. But in regards to, um, I don't know, artistry in the industry, I think it's, I think we're in a dying age of some of that. There's a really, you don't see artistry in the CGI? I see artistry from the CGI's work. I see artistry in how they have, you know, essentially perfected so many different things that we've been working on for years for computer technology. But I think in terms of where this concept came from and how it was born we're in an era where and we'll get into Hobbs and Shaw soon we're essentially seeing tentpoles by studios driven by remakes rehashes and sequels and we go to it in droves I think maybe MCU is one of the only things that's at least like playing off of something creatively that feels a little fresh because Mm -hmm. it's like this shared universe we haven't seen yet done cinematically but otherwise it just makes me feel like you have to go see like an indie film to get something like you in any way that feels original these days. And, you know, I don't think that was always the case. Yeah. 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 So 
You still gonna Sorry. see Mulan though? <laughs> I mean, I will see Mulan. I'm I am happy that actually it's a it's a war epic, but and that they're doing something a little different. They're doing something a little different. It's not gonna be an exact yeah. copy and paste. There's a a really good article from our buddy Adam Vary, who's a film writer, also great on Twitter. But he wrote about Disney's current uh, domination of mm. the box office between the MCU and and their remakes and Star Wars, just fucking everything. At, for the next two years, every studio it, they've Disney has planted their flags, and everyone is staying the fuck out of their way. But what is setting them up for domination for the next couple of years is also something that's going to be setting them up for a really potentially hard face plant in a couple of years. Because once they run through this IP, once they're out of 90s movies to remake, once they're once Star Wars fatigue starts to set in, once MCU, I don't think it'll ever die at this point because we mm. keep saying it's going to. But what is the end of that road? And they have now they have they've exhausted their back catalog so thoroughly and completely that like where do you go from there this morning they just announced they're remaking home alone i saw that Fuck actually yeah. i'm in why yeah why not um, no why what are you talking about why no. not why not why because make it's a, a great new, bl- make a new film yeah, you're right that younger generations totally. can love that's totally original like hire people who can give you that sort of creative like there's no competition now competition breeds creativity it's now all owned by the same company it it freaks me out a little bit. I it's will say, tough. what if the Home Alone isn't a little boy, it's a little girl? Now did, we did have do that? a little different thing. No, did they not do that? <laughs> Just kidding. All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get into catching up with the Eugene Lee Yangs, our next segment, uh, Eugene's been gone for a while on a couple podcasts. People have been missing you, Eugene. Oh, thanks, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, to issue a correction. We have a correction. Oh, we have a correction. Oh, my goodness. Our first correction. Wow. What did know. you guys say wrong the, when I was away? The Try Guys do not officially endorse breaking into someone's house and, <laughs> and stealing <laughs> weed. In fact, I, we've had a lot of things where we say stuff, and we, we filmed this in a room next to uh, an office full of our editors, and they, after the podcast, have been like, hey, you guys got that wrong. I'm like, why didn't you shout it out? Can you guys hear me in that other room? They have headphones in. We, had, we were talking about the, the Mighty Ducks the other day. Is this our correction? No. Okay, we were talking, do you remember we were talking about the Mighty Ducks? Yes. Yeah, that was their real name. <laughs> they were called the Mighty Ducks. Okay. You guys told me that they weren't called the Mighty Ducks. Disney owned them. They were created by Disney. Anaheim mm-hmm. owned the team? No, Disney owned the team. <laughs> Disney created the Mighty Ducks. And you guys were making fun of me saying they're not called the Mighty Ducks. They were called the Mighty Ducks. Correction, Zach was right. Well, Great who is wrong set. in this correction? I believe. Uh, you me. know what? That's a movie they should remake, though. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's the 2020 version of a knuckle puck? So here's the correction. It's really it falls on on me first oh, wow. and foremost, but also it was pro- it was purported by the group. We got an email from the executive director of the North American Olive Oil Association. Wow. I didn't even know that was a job. This is exciting. And and we know it's real because it's, well, we hope, but it's uh, at (laughs) naooa.org. Mm. Is wow. this guy Joseph hey, Profaci? Oh, no. Why don't you give his full email address? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just did. And he said he had a lot of problems with what we said. Uh, but he said, we, um, "When were we talking about?" We were talking. I, I believe this was me. Yeah, I had heard about. Okay, so you know, you get some right, like the Mighty Ducks. You maybe you get some wrong. <laughs> uh, there was a report that I heard that a lot of olive oil in this country is rancid. I believe, mm-hmm. uh, but that oh. we don't know. But I was saying that I really have been loving cooking with, all, with avocado oil. I love the mm. flavor, and uh, it has, a, I believe, a higher smoke point. Was yeah. that what it was? Specifically, you said because he quotes you in this very long email. Okay, let's let's get a verbatim at nine. 
1950s, Zach Cornfield says, a lot of olive oil in this country, olive oil goes rancid. I mm. listened to this on a podcast. Olive oil is rancid, and we don't ever find enough palate to know, but avocado oil, it's delicious, and you don't. And then he says, expletive, smoke it out. So this guy wow. says that... Was I here for this pod? Because I, I feel like I would have... Podcast. I think we were both here. Defended. This is episode 13. Wow. Hey, I love olive oil. A good olive oil is delicious. I'm talking about those cheap olive oils. <laughs> I don't know. I remember you being about rancid olive oil. I've listened Never to had it. a rancid olive oil. I, I listen. I listen to it on a podcast because I don't listen to nothing mm. in my car. Uh, I guess this true. really teaches you don't ever take anything from a podcast verbatim. That's true. And yeah. this guy clearly knows olive oil. He's the yeah. executive director of okay, the get, North American Olive Oil get Association. Get to the goods. I want to. I want to. <laughs> imagining him like. I, I like. You saying olive oil is all rancid? I didn't say it was all rancid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was quoted. I said what was that. The quote? <laughs> can we can, are, can we edit in a clip of what Zach said from yeah, that podcast yeah. right, right now? The avocado oil is the greatest. I know it makes oh. you sound like the bougiest, most LA piece of shit in the world, but it has a higher boiling point. So most people don't know. One, a lot of olive oil smoke in this point. country. Smoke yeah, point. Thank you. Point. Super important. Uh, olive oil goes rancid, and like we don't have a defined. I, I listened to this on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, olive oil is rancid, and we don't have a refined enough palate to know. But avocado oil, it's delicious, and you don't fucking smoke it out. You guys have to know that I <laughs> I talk a lot and often don't think about what I'm saying. Can you imagine what that man felt? Yeah, he's, I he's devoted hear, his career right, we, let's sorry, yeah, to promoting present. You just come in hot saying he said, that. He says the claim that a lot of olive oil in this country is rancid is unfounded and misleading. Uh, the NAOOA is dedicated to making sure that U.S. consumers get what they pay for when they buy olive oil by regularly testing olive oil right off store shelves for quality authenticity. Is, I attacked this life. man's passion. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a man behind the olive oil. I wouldn't have come for his his livelihood yes, like this. People yeah. like okay. So what's the real stuff? So, so this is you know it's good we have Christians like this because this could have turned into a scandal. <laughs> This could have turned into a cancel cancel tripod, and we don't want yeah. that to happen. So, so he said, we, then we also said, I actually said, that uh, you shouldn't be sauteing with olive oil because it's carcinogenic. Uh, when it oh, gets, I would have never said that. Miles, that's point. fucked up. I know, it's fucked that's up. Fucked up it's really fucked up that I said it. And he said, the idea that sauteing with olive oil is carcinogenic is preposterous. <laughs> In southern European Mediterranean countries, which have longer <laughs> lifespans than the U.S., a little diss at the U.S. right there. No, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> Olive oil is the primary uh, oil used for virtually all cooking. In fact, and then he says a lot of other stuff, but that's also wrong. Um, this email is really long. It's really long. Uh, but I, I appreciate the. I'll, if you forward this to me, I'll read the whole thing. Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Profaci, I want to uh, apologize to you. I didn't mean to come after you and your family like that. Apologize to me as if I am Mr. Profaci. Profaci. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Mr. <clears throat> Profaci. No, 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 <laughs> Mr. Profaci, I meant only to speak up avocado oil, and I should not have dragged down you and your hard work along with it. I spoke, I, I repeated something that I had heard without taking the time to fact check it, and I appreciate your correction. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your hard work, and the and for how delicious you make bread all across the country. Well, well, yeah. thank you, Zach. That's I, beautiful. I appreciate that. You know, I, I've. Uh, 
No, this is not for you. <laughs> this is for Mr. Profaci. Uh, I know you're you're one no, I'm, eighth I'm, Italian. I'm but... role playing. I'm role playing as Mr. Profaci. I will say, if you watch the Try Guys, Zach doesn't even like olives, so he shouldn't be the person you should wow. listen to in the first place. We're gonna do that. That's a weird thing, though. I love the the juice that squeezes out of them. I do love olive oil. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you don't even like olives, so I don't like olives. You want to do this uh, right now? You want to do this right now? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You want an olive chat? I'll do this right <laughs> you now. You want an olive chat? I'm just saying olive a, throw down. <laughs> Black olives are garbage. You want to talk about the devil's pit, devil's grass? That's it. We're gonna get a correction from the black olive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for olives. I I'm at a point in my life though where I I I don't hate anyone for liking foods I, I i think if you like something that i don't like i'm i'm down for it for you but i don't want it in my mouth you like that we like olives i don't care that you like olives. <laughs> you know i think olives are a food though that a, a lot of people dislike especially when they're young mm -hmm. and then they find out that there's a wide diversity of olives yeah there's some i've i've yeah. accepted so there's a life. few that i think you'll like Learn to enjoy. I think black olives are pretty, like, nobody's. They're bad. They're, they're, they're okay. They're good. I like them, but they're not my favorite olive. They're the iceberg lettuce of olives. Yeah. Mm. Still lettuce, pretty good in some salads, especially if you got a whole bunch of cheese. But, you know, we get it. <laughs> it's not the most flavorful, but yeah. it's still good. It's salty. Right. It's delicious. It's a little snack. And the great thing about olives is there's such a wide diversity of olives. There's so many different types, so many different flavors, so many different preparations. You can stuff them. You can you can you can you can like put them in olive oil. Uh, you can you can kind of cook them. You can slice them. You can dice them. Mm -hmm. You can snack them. They're great. They're great for parties. They're great in dishes. They spice up everything with salt. I wonder what other very renowned people are listening to this podcast. If you're a renowned person <clears throat> in any way, write us and yeah. we'll we'd love to talk about your work. Especially if, if anyone has said anything wrong. I would love if anyone else said anything wrong, but if I said anything wrong too, I'm also chill to hear about that. Speaking of renowned people, Eugene Lee Yang is a member of our podcast who has been gone for the last two episodes and uh, not in a, a couple of videos as of late and people have been missing him. So we're going to take this opportunity to catch up with Eugene Lee Yang on Keeping Up with, with the Eugene Lee Yang. I was gone uh, out of videos because many times we try to schedule videos and podcasts to at least shuffle around us when you know we all have individual schedules. My coming out video was about three weeks I had to remove myself while the other guys were also working on individual projects like Ned's DIY, Zach's Candid Competition, all these different things that were coming out. The DIY show was filmed mostly in May. Yeah, so a lot of these things, it's just the way that the cookie crumbles and because of the tour, we weren't, able to fill a lot of that with group videos. So it's just how really just about four-ish weeks of um, our slate happened to be individuals. And because of how how heavily intense my production was for the coming out video was, I, I wasn't able to be part of or pop into their videos. Like being in Eat the Menu to pop into Keith's, they could still be in the office while working on other things. I was gone choreographing or doing something with the the crew of that video. So that's just the simple explanation. I'm very impressed with us that we continued releasing two videos a week all while we were on tour. I mean, that's a real testament to the team that we have here at the office. I do something, I do know that we will be a little more vigilant on understanding if one or more of us will be absent from channel work uh, because it's a very real, uh, real um, possibility that we might be on other projects or mm -hmm. doing big things. And I think in the future, 
we'll be uh, cognizant of that and let you know. Well, we let you know. Were, I think our messaging could have been better once we saw that that was what was happening. And we did try and make our plan, but then some things happened. I had to drop out of some videos. Your schedule was a little more intense than we thought. So like we tried to make it a little more even and it just didn't happen. And to be fair, it's, I counted, it's been um, eight videos. Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. not that crazy, but I, it's good to get a barometer of what the audience is noticing. So yeah, yeah, we'll just make sure that you are aware in the future. If we see in the slate that someone will be missing for a while. Because you've been away, we have some juicy little questions to ask what you've been up to when you've been gone. (laughs) I Googled good questions to ask and I found 20 of the world's hottest little questions that I'm going to have you answer rapid fire on the pod. Miles, you have Whoa. a face for a podcast. These expressions you're giving are so wonderful. I hope people watch the video because you, if you're listening on the podcast, go watch what Miles' face was doing while he was talking. It was it was just it was just art. It's too big. I my big expressions are sometimes too big. No, no, it's wonderful. I mean, you're you're with Keith half the time. Right. Keith is the, the biggest face. Question number one on keeping up with. Eugene Lee Yang. <laughs> Kardashians. Didn't you call it the Lee Yangs initially? <laughs> yeah. I was confused there. Uh, you you were looking Yangs. for support. Yeah, we're changing. We're changing things up. Uh, what weird food combinations? And these are rapid fire. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, so oh, as boy. fast as you can. Okay. I think I say take your time. <laughs> no, I can do this. <laughs> Conflicting notes from the I, I tend to be thoughtful, I love it. but Eugene, we really missed you on the podcast. We want to talk more. Now, if you could answer these as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah. so we can really rush through this segment. Exactly. As quick as possible, but do take your time. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. What weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Oh, I, I guess. Oh, man. Oh, I have to say this fast. Um, oh, uh, as a cream person, some people think it's weird that I put raw eggs on things. Huh? huh. Yeah. Huh. I'll like put raw egg and rice and uh, stir it with soy sauce and eat that. Not Ooh, as much. Wait, wait. Oh, nice. You ever have raw egg and whiskey like a, a cowboy? Just in videos. <laughs> but I used to eat raw eggs as a kid all the time. Isn't that dangerous? I think so. But maybe I think that's why I'm such a hardy boy. Mm. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's I, not that dangerous. You I know, see it's 2019. Com- Salmonella is a thing of the past. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I know it's not true. This is a comedy podcast. Oh, we we have should, the, the just- Institute of Salmonella <laughs> writing in. <laughs> Salmonella, definitely still a danger. But you know, a lot of East Asians. You're risking there's an infection. Japanese and Koreans use rogs a lot in rice. I, I eat raw cookie, though, so we're basically just as equally badass. Uh, number two, <laughs> what social stigma does society need to get over? Social stigma? Yeah. Um, picking your nose. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 clearly, I mean, don't don't pick your nose and eat it. That's bad. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know you like oh, that, Zach. No, no, no. <laughs> I know you've defended that jokingly no. in the past. But picking your nose, I think if you're caught picking your nose, don't I, shame the person, especially totally. if it's a kid. Yeah. There's boogers up there. Mm-hmm. I need to give context. I don't. Defend- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, Zach, Actually, no context. No, no, give no context. context needed. Zach made a video once of adults re- re-eating their boogers in, uh-huh. as as older people oh, and yeah. he defends this video to i thought it was his a dying idea. day my, my whole thing is we that think it's so gross the, people, when i tell people the idea of eating their boogers they're like oh ew and i'm like oh yeah okay it's a little gross but like you could fucking do it you will not die it's not that gross it barely tastes like anything in True. fact if you're alone right now <laughs> Go ahead. No, give it a try. Exactly. No. <laughs> while I you say, will survive. While I say it's okay to pick your boogers. I don't do it. I never ate my boogers as a kid. Yeah, me neither. Then why'd you make that video? Because I thought it was funny. Okay, the idea was adults do the 
something for the first time again. Yeah. I wanted uh-huh. to, I was like, what is something that people used to do that they could revisit but as the an grand adult? assumption since it's so closely tied to your identity is that you also ate your boogers. Yeah, I don't think I did. I used to have a runny nose and sometimes like I know what boogers taste like. Mm. It's, it's kind of like drinking water from the back of the toilet, right? Uh, what? Like it's the same hole, but it's just the back part. Oh, okay. What? Uh, hmm. Is that a? Is that I don't a turn think of they're the same. <laughs> well, you know, is, is that it... an idiom or is that just something you <laughs> is do? Is that a milism? <laughs> is that a milism? When do you drink water out of the front <laughs> of the toilet? I think what he's saying is that the water at the back of the toilet is clean. Yeah. yeah. And so you could drink it, even yeah. though it's associated with poo poo water. You know, that's a great idiom for. But also, dogs what the fuck does that have? Talk. What the fuck does it have to do? With it's just your mouth's part of your nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same hole. Yeah. It's saying you're already eating like yeah. the mucus that's it's in the back of your throat. When you swallow, like when you go, oh, you know, swallow, oh, I hate that sound. You're yeah. swallowing boogers. Yeah. Yeah. I brought this up and I apologize for <laughs> it. I... Apology accepted. Uh, <laughs> number three, what food have you never eaten but would really like to try? Pufferfish in Japan. Ooh. The one that could kill you. Dangerous. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just find it's I, I'm why one of those did, weird people. Why can those kill you? Is it the poison? Or? You have to have a very particular sushi chef who knows to prepare it. Otherwise, there's a poison that if they right. don't prepare it correctly, will kill you instantly. I guess be very thinly sliced. So I like the idea of putting my hand, my life in the hands of someone who's um, it's all based on their um, capability and training. And yeah. if you're an expert in that field, please email us. <laughs> the pufferfish associations—they're not poisonous to people. You can eat pufferfish. I swear. <laughs> oh no! Don't quote Zach on that. <laughs> Uh, what's something you really resent paying for? What's something I really resent paying for? <laughs> Water, electricity, and gas. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that's just the truest answer. I guess I, when I pay for it, I resent it. Um, yeah, I, I just that. think, oh, I wish we all could have this. Mm-hmm. I wish we could all have access to this. So I guess that's the most resentful I've ever felt. Just generally paying for something. Yeah. It seemed like you were about to get really emotional from that question. <laughs> well, no, because then I immediately thought like, oh, but think of the people who don't have access to that. Yeah. And then I got sad. Yeah. yeah, I get yeah. that. I think everyone should have like free, clean water. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What would a world populated by clones of you be like? Oh, my God. Everyone having sex with each other. <laughs> do you, are you, the, do you, are you? Do I would have, have sex with my clone. You, you would have sex with your oh, clone? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just because I would then learn what I'm not great at and then improve. Hey. Oh, so it's purely... Yeah, it's, it's it's self-improvement. Different perspective. Wow. Oh, you thought I would do it just because of, I'm fascinated to make out with myself. Well, I think there's a thing that some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm so hot. No, no. I don't think out of hotness. I think out of I, I just want to know what I could do better. I'm attracted to improving myself, which you know very well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that aliens exist? Yes. Yes, 100%. Follow-up question, when will we find them? Mm. Um, and where will they come from? Or are they already here? They're already here. We'll find them once we actually open our minds collectively as a society. Boy, right, <laughs> There's a star man waiting in the sky. Meta- yeah, Metaphysics, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think they would be? On the planet, like, do you do you subscribe to like they're living underwater, or are they like just somewhere in the outback, chill, kicking it with kangaroos? Mm, probably Japan. <laughs> no, Japan's too small. No, but Japan's the most fun. They just where would they be most, hiding? Just I don't know, Harajuku. They'd be like, that's the most fun place in the world. I feel like they're in the water. They're or Disneyland. Like yeah, very oh, very okay. high up north in Canada, or like somewhere in Russia. No, in all seriousness, I don't think they're like on the planet <laughs> physically. I think they visit occasionally oh which is i think maybe where our our spring break (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think that we would uh see them 
but I do think aliens exist just because of the pure billions and billions of yeah. stars yeah. out there. There uh, have yeah. to be just Two. as a numbers game statistics problem. There has to be a habitable planet that also develops some sort of yeah. life. I'm not somewhere out in the universe. I'm not a big like History Channel aliens buff. I really don't think they're necessarily here currently. I think they could have been here at some point. I think they will be here at some point. I just think they exist somewhere in the known to unknown universe. Did you guys see we uh there was a crash on the moon and now there are water bears, the little uh tar- I don't know how you pronounce them, like the tiny little Oh the cute little cute little microscopic tar- thing. Yeah. What how you pronounce that? Tardigrades. Yeah. But I read that this morning as I woke up and I'm like, what if today is the day that we inseminated life on the moon and like <laughs> it can millions of yeah. years in the future because of just this thing that I read on Twitter. Wow. Then you have moon water bears. Moon water bears. Wait, there's there's life on the moon now? Well, we cra- they they got stuck on, I guess technically, yeah, there's life on the moon because of us. Water water bears, do you, you don't know about water bears? No. Do you, Ned, you're a scientist. No, I don't know about water bears. <laughs> I don't know much about them. I just know that there are these microscopic things. They're so, they're so cute and they are the most resilient creatures in the known universe, I think mm. that they are basically immortal. They can survive in space, just floating. Mm. Um, they are crazy. Uh, you, you should look them up. They're really cute and weird looking, but also have are very fascinating. Whoa. I don't know much about them. And now they're on the moon. Are they the ones where that look like little squishy? Yeah, and they have sacks with giant sucker heads. Yep, yep. I have heard about. But they're these. like little feet float in the air. I'm trying to be more conscious of not talking about things that I actually don't know about. So <laughs> no, I'm more of a chemist than a microbiologist. Mm. Bummer. Eugene, yeah. what are some unusual places you've been? Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. which was beautiful. Unusual places? Yeah. Um, like a weird place. Oh, I used to crawl around the sewers in my hometown <laughs> when I was bored. What? What's that? Were you uh, part of the Losers Club? <laughs> well, if the Losers Club was one person, then yeah. Was there a clown that you were fighting? <laughs> well, I did dress up in my um, ninja costume I wore a few Halloweens in a row, and I would bring around my plastic sword, and I imagined that I was defeating villains who lived in the sewers, so I'd run around by myself through the sewers of my town. Oh. Yeah. Wait, this is both- How did you get into the yeah, sewers? Yeah, I have so There's many like questions. There's open grates. There were big open grates that you can get into, and you're just So you climb down. Mm-hmm. This is both like sad, but also so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's mostly sad thinking it's about it. It's pretty fucking cool. Is yeah. it wet, or are there like- uh, is there oh, pavement? Oh, it's wet. It's gross. It's <laughs> pavement, but it's it's moldy. Huh. Yeah. You know, but you're not like wading through water. Was it no, dark? No, just like ankle. Was it height. dark? It's dark. Did your shoes get ruined? Um. Yeah, but I would do it barefoot. Oh, did it smell? Yeah. Did it smell like poop? Sewer. Uh, not as much. No, it, was, it smelled more like a creek. Okay. Huh. I I can picture this, and there were, I had kind of above ground equivalents where like this, it would run off. Yeah. You would hang out in. I was definitely a child who would have gotten killed by a murderous clown for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. wait, when you said that it was just you playing, is that because the rest of your friends got murdered by a clown or? No, I just didn't have friends at the time. <laughs> Tell me about this. It's getting sadder and sadder, guys. <laughs> I know. Let's go back to Machu Picchu. Don't Machu Picchu was the most unusual. <laughs> what was the name of the villain you were fighting in your ninja costume? I mean, I've been to Machu Picchu, but I've never been inside a sewer. Really? Yeah. Like just climbed into a when sewer? would I be? When I don't know. As a I kid, it's just a thing you did. No, they were I've covered done. with grates. I've done. I told the way I could get inside. I wanted to. I couldn't fit in the ones in my town, so I'm jealous. Um, yeah, but the, 
the sewer areas that are open are like six, eight inches. It's like, I'm not going to get inside. Yeah, so what was it like the ones on the street that you climbed down into, or was there like a big entrance somewhere? There was a big entrance somewhere. Yeah, we had Oh, I totally Like where the water was like dumping out. Gotcha. Okay, so you went, okay, all right. But I could also go in through, I could also fit through the part of some of the, the way, the runoff on the sidewalk. Wow. There, wow. there was a big one under my college that people just called them the tunnels. Yeah, and, and I bet people smoked weed there. The, the yeah. green goddess and the devil's grass all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Eugene. What movie can you watch over and over without getting tired of? You answered this the other day. Well, Jurassic Park is one. Yeah. Um, I could watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon like on repeat. I can watch... Um, I can watch Reckon for a Dream on repeat. Is that weird? That's a sad movie. Yeah, I love Reckon for a Dream. It was very formative for me when I was uh, in high school. Mm. Yeah. Um, I smile when I watch it. Is that you weird? <laughs> I remember watching it a few times with friends, for, and they looked at me, and I was grinning. And they, they <laughs> that's when they thought, wow, this guy's pretty <laughs> fucked up. So we were railing <laughs> against sequels earlier, right? Mm. Jurassic Park has recently been rebooted with Chris Pratt, mm. how do you feel about it? I hate it. I yeah, I don't Describe like it. Describe your hatred. Did we talk about this on the podcast? We might have, but are Zach, we nearing that point in the podcast where we don't know what we talk about anymore? Well, regardless, I think that the mm. the the Jurassic World is a pale echo of what Jurassic Park was, and also yeah. the Jurassic Park original sequels. Jurassic Park Two is okay up until it gets to San Diego, but otherwise, all the rest is pretty trash. Except anything with Laura Dern. Laura Dern's amazing. Yeah, we talk about this all all the time. Uh, Jurassic Park is a tension horror movie, and that's what makes it so great because uh, it's a kids movie, tension horror movie. Whereas Jurassic World is a slasher movie, and uh, I think it's inherently less interesting. Mm. Zach, do you want to pick one more last question? Whoa, we... yeah, one last question. There's some good ones in here. Uh, we'll start with we'll end with a cute one. What animal would be the cutest if it could be scaled down to the size of a cat? <laughs> Oh my maybe god, which, which so one, many. What you would most want to own as a pet. Okay, I think clearly one obvious answer is a giraffe because they are known to be very tall. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah. Right, having a tiny giraffe is just like this. The um, your perception of giraffes. I mean, because if you got oh, a tiny... You put it in your pocket. Yeah, because if you got like a tiny polar bear... Out. It would be like, bloop. If you had a tiny polar bear, you're used to seeing like things of that yeah. dimension in a smaller scale, like mm -hmm. a, a chubby cat or something. But a giraffe would just be so bizarre. So yeah. unique. Yeah. I, like that. Uh, I think a giraffe probably, and of course an elephant. Elephants are oh, awesome. Oh, very cute. Elephant and giraffe would be my top two. Maybe elephant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like here. Did I ever tell you guys that I got to like full on play with a baby tiger once? What? What? Whoa. Yeah, I was uh before did in my life before I knew, on you. I don't know if he did. Uh, it was my life before I knew you guys. Uh, I worked in commercial production and. They, we worked with an animal trainer. He was a Hollywood animal trainer. And so he had a baby tiger and he was just trying to get him used to humans. Like this was a tiger that was going to be raised to be working with humans its whole life. And so he was trying to get it used to people. And so I'm in this big office. It's like a, it's a freelance pit. So it's a pit of desks where maybe like 20 plus people are working and they didn't announce like, Hey, baby tiger's coming to play. He just let it loose. And so the baby tiger's like this puppy walking around, sniffing people's feet. And all of a sudden people are like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Mm. Uh, but this tiger was so cuddly and I was on the floor petting it. And I mean, it was the size of my dog Bowie now. It was a tiny little thing. And it started gnawing on my sneakers. Like it was teething on my <laughs> sneakers uh, while I was petting it. And it was this feeling of like, ooh, this 
kind of hurts a little bit because <laughs> you're just playing. And if you wanted to rip my foot off right now, you totally could. Whoa. But it was so adorable. I have photos somewhere on my phone I can show you guys. If you go way, way, way the fuck back on my Instagram, you can find it. Oh. Uh, wow. It was, I mean, that's, that's like one of those bucket list dream come true things that just plopped into my lap. All of a sudden, I was hanging out with a baby tiger. It was dope. Speaking of tigers in the box office, wow. Zach, you saw Hobbs and Shaw and you wanted to talk about it. I knew, well, it's funny. I, I was talking about Hobbs and Shaw this morning and Miles said, no more. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> Didn't you say that it was going to be a 60 second review? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Zach, 60 second review. That will last 842 <laughs> seconds. Uh, I'm a huge Fast and Furious fan. It's one of my favorite franchises in the world. I love it for how improbable it is. It started off as these B racing movies that somewhere along the way became larger than life superhero movies. Unfortunately for me, and it does hurt to say this, Hobbs and Shaw missed the mark for me. I, and I realized I think it was missing the raw sincerity of Vin Diesel. I really mean that. <laughs> I think that without without Vin Diesel, the movie just doesn't work the same way. And And what I mean by that is... Fast Five, which to me is the pinnacle of, of the franchise, is a B-movie at its heart that has these flourishes of an A-movie. We're like, holy shit, this dumb movie all of a sudden is fucking awesome? Where Hobbs and Shaw is an A-action movie, but because of that, it's just like a B or a C-plus action movie. And weirdly, the more charismatic the stars are, because Jason Statham and The Rock are as good as it gets, they are so fun to watch. But the better they are, the more it's clear that the movie is just kind of shittily written. Whereas when you have the raw charisma of, of Vin Diesel, <laughs> it, it becomes a different beast entirely. And it like is now outperforming what it's supposed to be as opposed to underperforming, if, if that makes sense. Mm. So I was, I was unfortunately disappointed. Still a good time, you know, if you want some good scenes. I, I'd say it's more of an airplane movie or a watch at home uh, you know, you know me, I could watch DJ hurling insults and kicking ass all day, every day, but uh, uh, certainly in the lower echelon of the Fast and Furious universe. I'll have to revise my official rankings, but it's certainly below five, six Tokyo Drift and one. Now you can watch Fast and Furious all day, every day, right? <laughs> I don't know if I, I tried that once. One time I hosted a Fast and Furathon where it was 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And, and we watched, it was before eight came out, I want to say. Mm. So we watched all seven in one day. Ned and Ariel, the sweethearts, came at 10 a.m. to start the first movie with me. They were the only ones there. <laughs> and we watched the first movie. And then I believe you came back for like seven, maybe, maybe. you came at the end. But no one else came until halfway through Tokyo Drift. So <laughs> I started going fucking crazy because it's so many revving engines and like muscular men and, and racing cars and bright colors. It, your, your brain starts to melt hard. But it's, it's the opposite of most marathons where like as your brain is rotting out, the movies get better. So like you're losing steam, but steam's being given right back to you. <laughs> it hits NAS on you. You have another question, or you just wanted to know that I like to watch them all the time? Yeah, no, I was curious because we just talked about movies you'd watch over and over, and you tend to like big budget action flicks. You know what's weird is that though I I like the dumb ones. There's something like the charm of Fast Five to me is that it's the dumbest movie ever. It is so it is written by a child 
who has just been given like, hey, whatever you want to do. It really feels like when you were a kid playing with cars in your in your bedroom and it's that as a movie and it just is so larger than life. Something about now where it's, it almost is too aware of what it is now for it to work anymore for me, hmm. which is sad. That being said, they are going to space. This movie clearly is setting the breadcrumbs that's uh, leading that way and it's going to happen. I'm very excited. I mean, Idris Elba is a superhuman in this movie. He is a cyborg. He calls himself literally Black Superman. He is more machine than man. It's just a it's just a Marvel movie at this point. Uh, it's crazy. That's it's it's batshit insane. <clears throat> Did you have the like fun factor of like this is bad but I like it or was no, it was just a letdown? It, no, because it was like good. Like the the dialogue is pithy and funny mm. and and so everything else that's not you know it's hard to s- explain, but there's that so bad it's good quality to the great Fast and Furious movies, plus then the greatest action ever made. The, the, the fifth movie, I call it Dumb Ocean's Eleven because they spend, they spend the entire movie planning a heist and then they don't do it. <laughs> they just drive really fast. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I have to see it. I'm very excited. Yeah, but I love The Rock. Can't wait for Jumanji 2. I don't know if I've told you that I love Jumanji 1. Finally watched it. Nick Jonas, what a sweetheart. So charming. (laughs) Big fan of his acting. Uh, Is it worth getting a babysitter for? This is Ned's question all the time. That's the main deal for me. That's big. Because it's a big action movie, so you think maybe you should see in theaters. I would say, in my opinion, because you also asked me about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino movie. Yes. I don't personally feel that there's a movie out right now that is worth getting a babysitter for too late they're already booked and we're gonna go see a movie because we want to go see a movie well then that'll be great that's how i live my life uh it's movie night and doesn't matter what's out we're gonna Uh, get an email from quentin tarantino and dwayne the rock johnson uh issuing a correction that their movies are worth getting a babysitter for (laughs) and how dare you Uh, no ariel really wants to see once upon a time in hollywood so we're gonna go see that tonight there's some good stuff you'll you it's it's a good time Movies that I could watch over and over. So glad you asked. (laughs) Any Star Wars movie, just about, even the bad ones, they're still in the Star Wars universe, baby. You could watch. You could watch one, two, three over and over. Probably. You could could fuck with Rogue One. I'll just like four, five, six is really my bread and butter. But like, really, I'm just a sucker for anything Star Wars. Even like the bad video games, I still like playing. The fun world. It's a fun world, um, but I really don't like watching movies more than once. You told me that, which oh, is crazy really? to me. That's yeah. crazy. It's <clears throat> well, crazy. I, I don't know. If I already know what happens, I am less interested. Because you asked, we asked you the other day, Eugene, like, what movie have you seen over five times? And, oh, well, and, you know, and, I would say maybe over 100 movies I've seen over five times. I, that's what I was going to say. Wow. I have. That's crazy. I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention to that if it's a musical or animated, I've probably seen it over 10 times. Wow. Sound of Music, I've probably seen over 50 times in well, my life. Well, that, I mean, West yeah, Side Story, I mean, any Pixar film, I've probably seen over well, 10 even, times. Even aside each. from childhood, because childhood movies. No, even now. Love, I'll, but I'll I agree. pop in up and just watch it. I've seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Nuts. I saw that, yeah. I want to say, seven times in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I was saw that a lot. I do film. love that movie. Yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't I rewatched it was Anchorman for the second time recently, and I really enjoyed myself, and I was like, Wow, this is a big deal for me. <laughs> if you it, wait it long enough, comforting. it's like a new movie. Like mm. you forget what happens. I have a good memory though. That's sick. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that, cat, <laughs> that cat-sized elephant doesn't forget. Uh, no, I don't know. I just, I just almost would always rather have 
uh, a new experience to assess. I mean, there are some movies like Star Wars that I just like keep watching because I like the the comfort of the movie. But for me, it, it veers towards like, oh, I'm just kind of watching this because it's comfortable rather than I'm watching this to like see what happens next. Well, when you're debating whether to go see a movie again or to see something new, you could you could use some guidance. You could use some advice. And in this world, it's cold and it's scary. And sometimes you don't know what to do. But there's one man you can turn to. And that man. (laughs) Did you just kiss the mic? Yeah, I kissed at the camera. When the moon hits your eye, like a big piece of advice, that's Bonsignore. This is advice that will go for miles with your host, Miles Bonsignore. What's up, Miles Nation? How y'all doing tonight? (laughs) 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 Have you ever wanted to drown from the comfort of your own home? What? What? Have you ever wanted to be as fertile as a calf in heat? Huh? You're going to want to neti pot, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) A neti pot is going to drown you in your own home. It's going to suction out every little bit of snot until you just can't take it anymore. (laughs) I've been getting sick lately. Why are you here? Because I have to be. We, we offer sick days. I, I know. I've I used most of them. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, take ask for more. I don't want you to get me sick. I won't get you sick. I, but I I was on antibiotics for. Tell me more about this. You were on pot. antibiotics and you're here? No, 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 no. I was gone for the days when I was on, I was on antibiotics. Right. Back to the neti pot. I and I use a neti pot often. Uh, a neti <laughs> pot's a really good. <laughs> I use it almost every day. <laughs> it's a really good way to like get a salty sinus in your in your big you know up in there. I think people most people know what it is, but but what is it? For oh those yeah, who don't for those know. of you who don't know, if you fill a teep, there's like a little thing called a neti pot. It's a plastic thing with a little. Um, a reservoir tip that you're going to fill with salty water. Mm-hmm. You're going to put it into your nose and you're going to do a little back bend and it's going to splurge salty water through your sinus and out your other nostril. It feels like drowning. It's terrifying, but <laughs> it really gets a crispy little dry sinus going on, which if you're having a sinus thing or a cold thing or a flu thing, it's going to get you where you want to go. So it, so it dries you? It's going to, one. I've never done it. It's, you, yeah, it's a three-step no. It's a three step program. Have you ever done a neti pod? I no. don't fuck with that. Are you serious? I've, I've you, never you, been in a place where I think I needed it. I bet you would love it. You would love it. I'm you not would, against it. You love tea, right? I love it. It's like tea it's for your nose. Tea. It's tea for your sinus, yeah. And uh, But the first time you do it, it's scary because it it feels like drown like your sinuses fill up with water and you go oh, i can't breathe but you can breathe oh, wow. you just can't breathe out your nose because it's full of hot water you know ned and i do have more nasally voices than you guys and maybe it's because we just haven't neti potted you know yeah, I mean, yeah. he's That's probably true. neti potting all the time <laughs> yeah you they got a neti. call it a neti pot right yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> I like that. It's been there all this time. <laughs> with a D or with a T? Uh, N-E-T-T-I. I'm going to call it a N-E-D-D-Y pot. I like that. Personally, that's my truth. <laughs> <laughs> so so what though is, who who needs this in their life, Miles? What's the advice? Uh, you, it, neti pots are preventative. It's a three-step program. Preventative? Flush, dry, 
party. So the first one's going to flush out the sinus scoop. The second one's going to dry out the sinus scoop because the salt's going to be lingering there and it's going to help you dry. Like, listen to this. Oh, uh, that's me breathing. That's sniffing me, me. And I could probably use an Eddie Power right now to flush and then dry and then party. You're not taking secret sponsorships uh, <laughs> in your section of the podcast, are you? Big Netty is in my corner. <laughs> I do think this would be a very easy segment to throw a sponsor on. Well, of course, as as Eugene pointed out, I've destigmatized picking my nose, so I, I take care of what I need to take care of. And I've got a big yeah. honker. Is it considered so. a homeopathic remedy. Doctors recommend it. Doctors yeah. do recommend it. It yeah. literally it's not like your sinus. It's n- it's also like it's like saline solution. It's not yeah. like a like a googie boogie. Here you put <laughs> rosemary in your nose, and then you kind of like sing a little hymn, and you're I mean, better. I'm into that. <laughs> Better watch out or big rosemary's going to come after us for a correction. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells now. I, yeah. I kind of just like I'm used to just spouting bullshit and like, all right, that's our podcast. But yeah. now I'm like, wait, Ugh. we got the people listen to it. National yeah. director of olive oil breathing yeah. down my neck over and if here. If you're an insurance expert, please send us a quote <laughs> for errors and omissions coverage. We, I, you know, we're, we're comedy. Yeah, it's comedy. It's comedy. It's comedy. It's comedy. comedy. Our founding fathers predicted this moment, and they protected us. Well, we're back, baby. Get ready for some exciting group videos on the channel. Ooh, if you're listening to this and you are in Australia, Melbourne, Sydney, or in Singapore, we didn't get to announce this last week, but we're going to Singapore. We're super amped. We're bringing our live show over there. Uh, We're September 28th in Singapore, September 24th in Sydney, September 23rd in Melbourne. (laughs) We love announcing dates backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just in reverse order. Well, you'll have more time to buy the Singapore tickets, but Melbourne is uh, close to selling out. Which is super exciting. On it. Uh, It's a dope show. We can't wait. Uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there. This has been the tripod. Oh no, there's no Keith. Uh, Miles, uh, <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> nope, hit nope. us with the official tripod theme song. Um, I don't like this ending that we do. Oh, well, it's been a podcast and Eugene is back, but Keith is gone. We forgot to tell you where Keith was in this episode, but he's not here. Tripod. Until next time. Stay beautiful. I just realized we never told them that Keith wasn't here. Oh, yeah. Make sure to tune in to Bring the Funny to Watch Keith. He's doing that thing. <laughs> That's what he's working on That's right now. That's what he's working on. Also, subscribe to the Trap Out, raise five stars, and leave us a review. Okay, bye. Bye.